Welcome to the Gear Up podcast hosted by the Career Center. My name is Roxy Dottabelli, and I'm here with a former Duke alum who is going to talk to us about his experiences. So I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is uh, Serge, and I'm class of 2017. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, um, both in software development as well as in entertainment. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Um, so first, I want to just hear about a little bit about what you currently do and how you found your way into your current role, if you could tell us about that. I started off at Microsoft and loved that experience. I saw an opportunity to, to have a little bit more, a more impact uh, running my own company, so started a software development company, as well as also um, an entertainment company, just because all my time at Duke, I've always loved telling stories, loved creating, so um, I run those two companies. Uh, we build on the software side, we build solutions for businesses. So in insurance, things like that. And then on the entertainment side, uh, we primarily work with really incredible top 40 artists, as well as uh, we run uh, film projects. So we actually have, a, we partner with film production companies and we essentially run those projects. So I guess I'm a film producer as well in there wow. somewhere. So we have a couple of projects that just uh, came out in 2020. And we have a few more projects coming out in 2021 as well. That's amazing. I feel like that's a kind of a dream of a lot of Duke students to, you know, make their way as an entrepreneur. But obviously, it's not always an easy path. So yeah. um, it'd be great if you could just talk a bit about kind of the process of starting your own companies and, you know, the challenges that came with that. Yeah, so there's no perfect way to do it. I, at least I don't know of a perfect way to do it. I uh, actually started helping clients in my off hours while I was still at work. I kind of pretty quickly as I was working at the company, I knew that I wanted to at least try uh, starting my own company. So anytime I had free time, things like that was, was really dedicated towards building up a portfolio of clients. And then there's a point at which, you know, you have enough clients, there's enough work that it makes sense to shift over and you're able to build a team. So I was, I think one of the things that I did initially was, I wanted to build the team first and not necessarily have the work kind of lead, lead that process. So yeah, built the team, uh, got the clients. And then after that moved on and secretly throughout that whole process was connecting with the film community wow. uh, here in Dallas and just loving the work that's being put out, supporting projects that I could. And then that's when the entertainment side started really taking fruition. I saw a chance to um, really build something that's unique in this community. And that's uh, just the opportunity for talented filmmakers to be able to tell their stories and specifically underrepresented uh, filmmakers to be able to tell their stories. So uh, those things, strangely enough, happen simultaneously. And I've kind of been balancing and, and trying to make sure that, <laughs> that they get to, to both, both get to see the light of day. So it's been a lot of fun. So how did your career path and aspirations change kind of throughout your four years at Duke? Because clearly you start off going into Microsoft, but you kind of like really pivoted into owning your own companies now. Yeah, so it was, uh, strangely enough, I was an econ major, which meant that I either wanted to be a consultant or a banker. <laughs> it's like the kind of the, the stereotypical role. And um, really just talking with people about what banking looked like, I was like, that's not for me. That's not interesting to me. So sort of thought about consulting as well, but I was just more interested in, honestly, the possibilities in technology. So that's where I went initially. And at that time, you know, going from Duke, I felt like I wanted a big name. 
behind myself. Like I was like, yes, I want a big name. It's got to be one of the big ones. And that's honestly what kind of pushed me in uh, into Microsoft. But, you know, once I was there, uh, the beauty of it is just through life experiences, I'm always kind of checking in and being like, is this really what you want to do? And pretty quickly, uh, I could feel that this wasn't what I wanted to do. It's a great company, great people, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So I, I tend to trust my gut and immediately started, started creating a plan to, to see what else it could look like. I love that. Yeah, I definitely feel like Duke students kind of feel like there's this dichotomy of whatever major they go into, like that's their set path. Like I was exactly. talking to you about being a biology major and I thought, oh, I have to be pre-med, but no, there's a lot of other paths out there. Um, so that's kind of something that I wish I could tell, you know, other first years, um, yeah. that not everything's a set path, but I wanted to hear what advice you would give, um, a first year or yourself as a first year. No, I think that's, you're exactly right. It's not a set path. You won't even know the, the destination yeah. and it's this, but it's, you know, the beauty of it is that, you know, kind of something I live by is the process is the prize. It's, it's, it's not it's not the goals that you set that really kind of define you. It's just the way that you walk through those and get to those goals. That's ultimately what uh, is going to transform you as a person. And, and honestly, it's what's going to make you the happiest. So advice for a first year is as much as, the, you know, the pressure of wanting to pick a major and kind of follow the traditional path and, you know, get that major done as quickly as possible, as, as much as that's a draw, dig into the process, treasure Treasure the experience of not knowing and, be, and it being okay. It's okay not to know. Treasure the experience of, you know, asking questions with no pretense. And just that exploration part, that first, your first year, your second year, even if it's into your third year and into your fourth year, like it's completely okay to spend the time at Duke tasting, experiencing, because that's going to give you so much more confidence once you leave. If you really just open yourself up to the fact that, man, this is a buffet. Don't, d- yeah. <laughs> don't fill up on one thing, man. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the ride. Wow. I love that metaphor. It really is a buffet. Um, and I love that idea of treating your four years as an exploration. Because, I mean, this is the best time in your life to do it. That's um, right. So what were some important experiences you had, even as a first year, that you think kind of, you know, put that mindset um, into you. Yeah. So my first year, I actually didn't do it that way. So I'll be really honest. My first year I was dedicated. I came in, I said, I'm, I'm majoring, I'm doing electrical engineering mm-hmm. and I'm doing economics, which is. Oh, that's hard. That's- <laughs> yeah. Right. So my first year was, uh, even first semester was just not, not that great, man. I was, it's a lot of time in the library, a lot of time by myself, just studying, you know? Um, and I'll say that like, the tension, the, the unhappiness, the, the, those, you feel it when you're not kind of doing what you want to do, right? There's this flow state, there's a natural state. And I wasn't in that state. Um, so that first year was a real, was a reset for me where I kind of said, all right, cool. The path that I've set for myself, or I think that I wanted just because I wanted those names uh, or those titles uh, next to my name, that's not the path necessarily. And honestly, it was, it was breaking away from that and feeling that discomfort that made me say, okay, now what could the possibilities be? What could I do um, given that the original plan didn't work? And as scary as that m- might have been in the moment, it's, the ex- it's a necessary experience that's going to give you confidence to be able to say, cool, 
Now I'm at the buffet. Now I can taste everything, right? Now I've, I'm actually free as a result of that experience to taste everything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I think that's great because it's definitely a learning experience. Um, we don't come into college knowing exactly what we want. We no. might pursue something that's not for us. But it's great that you were able to make that shift at some point during your undergraduate career. Um, so just to hear more about that shift of you going from, you know, the electrical engineering econ major to kind of, you know, realizing you wanted to follow your own path. Um, how did you help make that transition? I didn't do it well. So I'll say it that like really, I think for like, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I think, or, or whatever well is, it was not smooth. Mm, yeah. Right? It wasn't, it wasn't suddenly like, oh, okay, I'm going to shift this way. Right. Because, um, you know, there's still requirements. There's still all those other things that you're trying to balance. And I took time to sort of explore other classes, took film classes, took, um, took uh oh, that's exciting yeah yeah took some music theory here and there and just yeah. was while still taking the core classes but i i kind of opened the door a little bit the first thing to go was engineering obviously so <laughs> engineering's gone i have i have all this free time so let me fill it with things that i'm just curious about and that was really it i was yeah. making decisions on classes outside of the core classes i had to take i was just making decisions purely based on curiosity and you know what that meant was coming around junior year I had to sit down with my advisor and be like all right cool what do all these experiences kind of lock into <laughs> right like <laughs> what major comes yeah. out of all of these um unfortunately I still liked econ I still was genuinely interested in that um so I still was on the econ track that's just naturally where I was led but I'd say that you know the, the key part of that transition was a period of openness yeah to myself a little bit, I may have taken one less semester of openness. But the <laughs> idea is that really, at the end of the day, it did work out, right? Like, yeah. At the end of the day, there was a path, there was a clear way forward, and I was able to do what I needed to do. But um, yeah. But it, at the core of it, in that transition, it wasn't was necessarily pretty, but it was also a lot of fun, and I learned a lot <laughs> of things as a result of it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I remember kind of a similar moment myself, sophomore year, where I was like. Oh, I don't really love my classes. You know what? I'm going to overload, take five classes, and they're going to be, you know, more fun classes, including a writing class, which I really enjoyed. And then I ended up picking up a creative writing minor. So, yeah, definitely. I think that's great advice that you should just take some classes that are more for yourself than your major. And exactly. I'm glad that you did that. Exactly. So, after all of that, I always love to ask this question. Um, what's one thing that you would change about your Duke experience knowing what you know now? I probably would spend more time doing nothing. Yeah. People like truly nothing or not even motivated things. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is more time sitting on benches and just like reflecting. Yeah, doing and yeah. or or just, you know, more time just out on the quad without, yeah. you know, um, and also just more time connecting. And what's interesting is like also not talking. So see, people will say talk to professors, but oftentimes that's motivated. Right. It's talk to professors so that when it comes time to write a recommendation, when it comes time for an internship, right, you, you, you have a way in. But I would probably spend more time literally just talking to them um, and building relationships. I think I can summarize all of what I'm saying in I would spend more time 
just building relationships without any clear transaction in mind. Yeah, not networking, just making friends. <laughs> exactly. Because I think you, I, I love the friends. I have some of the best friends mm-hmm. out of Duke. And that was a product of shifting towards, let's just make, let's just be friends. Right. And if I would have done that longer, I can't imagine the incredible people that I would have met. I think there's just so many incredible people at Duke. Duke is great for that, for putting incredible people together that it just takes a one person letting their guard down a little bit and saying, I'm just here to be friends uh, for real relationships to, cult, uh, to to sort of grow. So I would say that would probably be the thing. More time, just building relationships, making friends. Wow, I definitely agree. Because, you know, reflecting on my own Duke experience, I'm like, out of everything, I'm thankful for the great friends I've made. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds, you know, it sounds cheesy, <laughs> right? Because depending that's on... That's your support network. Like, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's true. Like, that's that's how we measure... That's how we measure what really matters, ultimately. Um, Definitely. That was a great, profound note to end on. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Um, This is a super amazing podcast, and I'm sure um, the first years are going to learn a lot. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me on here, and uh, go Duke. (laughs) Yes, go Duke forever.